Hey, this is Andrea, and you're listening to the City Heart Podcast. We hope that this series inspires you, challenges you, and propels you to dive deeper into your relationship with God. Enjoy the message. Hey, good morning, City Heart Church. Welcome to church. So excited and grateful that you got up to hang and worship with us this morning. Man, I pray that you enjoyed uh, the worship and we are so excited, uh, man, that you're hanging out on your couch. You might be in your PJs. You might be even eating snacks right now. But the fact of the matter is you are up and ready to worship God. And we are grateful for that. And I want to give a special shout out, a special thank you to all of our crew uh, that make sure that our online experience goes every weekend from those people that are behind the cameras. I mean, our production team, our sound team, those uh, who cater our online experience on, in the comment section. Man, we're so grateful for all of those who, who volunteer their time uh, and their talents to making sure that we can continue to provide service for you and for your family. And so, man, we're going to uh, take a take a moment here and then we're going to jump right into the word. And I just want to, to, to encourage you and ask you to do something today. Man, grab a paper and some pen. Man, let's take some notes. Grab your phone. Obviously, we put our notes in the Version Bible app. You can go there and under more and events and look up City Heart Church and you can find my notes there that I'm teaching on today. Uh, but man, I encourage you in this series to take notes. Man, be a part of the service. Don't just watch. But man, actually, man, this is service time, right? Be a part of the experience, take notes, and, uh, and, and, and use them to your advantage, man. Study them during the week. I promise that they will be a blessing to you. And man, the reason why I'm really super excited is that today we are starting a brand new teaching series, a brand new teaching series that we're starting today, uh, and it's called I'm Open. I'm Open. And so, man, if you have your Bibles, let's go ahead and jump into this teaching today. Uh, we're going to take a look in the book of Romans, in the book of Romans. And every week, as I said, you'll see uh, scriptures and notes pop up at the bottom of the screen as well. And you can certainly take advantage of that. But we're going to look in the book of Romans, chapter eight, where we're going to start today. And it says there, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Verse three says, for what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin, sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirits. Verse five says, those who live according to the flesh have their mindset on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their mindset on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death. But the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. And the mind governed by the flesh is actually hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. 
nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, you, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you. Man, stick something there in that Romans 8. We're definitely going to come back to that uh, in this message today and throughout the series. But I want to take a look at one more passage of scripture to help kind of frame where we're going today. And we're going to look in Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. And we're going to look in verse number 16. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16 reads like this. It says, uh, so I say live. Some translations say walk. Right? We're going to say live today. So I say live by the Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. Man, let's take a moment here to pray. Bow your heads. Let's let's pray together. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. For Lord, it's a day that you have made and we rejoice and we're glad in it. And we are so grateful for the opportunity that we get to gather together as a church family. And, and Lord, even though we're doing it online, Lord, we know that your spirit, that your presence is in in every household, God, it's on, on every cell phone coming through, every laptop, God, that yours, your, your spirit in this moment is being felt across our state and our city, Lord, and even our country, God. And Lord, we, we pray, Lord, as we dig into your word today, God, that you would bring it alive in us, God. Let us see today, God, exactly what you desire for us to know. Lord, let us see exactly what your word can bear fruit in our lives if, if we would activate it in our lives. God, I pray that your spirit would move even in this moment, God, even as I'm recording here on camera. God, I, Lord, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would move in such a powerful way in our lives, God. I pray that your will is done in our lives. Lord, let us not only hear the word today, Lord, but let us digest it. Let us let it sink into our hearts so that we can actually live according to your word. Lord, we give you the glory because you're worthy. And it's in your son Jesus' name we all say together, amen. Man, I heard you say it at home. I heard you say it there, right? Man, again, starting a new series today called I'm Open, right? And if there was a, a title of the message today, it would be, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? We've sought uh, this year especially, but in this season, to lead our church, right? And you specifically really on a spiritual journey uh, into freedom. That's really what we've been focusing on. If you've been paying attention, uh, the last two series, that's, that, that's kind of what our, the main focus of this year has been for our church. It's, it's really been about freedom, about helping you move into the light. And that's what we encourage you to do, is to bring your entire life 
into the light. Why? Right? It's so that you would discover the, the benefits of a whole, a holy, and a healthy life, right? That you would have a life that was free, that you would have a life, Lord, that where, where, where the light shined in and you didn't have to be ashamed, you didn't have to try to hide, but actually you're saying, no, look, I want to live in the light. I want to live a life where, man, there is no fear, there's no doubt, there's no worry, there's, there's no monkey on my back, but I actually can see exactly what's going on. And I want God to be a part of what's going on in our lives, right? And, and as we encourage you uh, to come into the light, right, what, what we recognize, right, what we tried to help you recognize is that, man, there were some chains that were visible. I wish I had my chains with me today, right? We had chains, right, that are associated with the darkness that's in our lives that we've been trying to break off of our lives by ourselves, but what we've realized in the last series, Chainbreaker, is that we need a chainbreaker to free us from the yoke of slavery, to free us from the bondage that we've been living under. And here's the beautiful thing. We thank God that he had a plan to send his son, Jesus, to be the chainbreaker in our lives. We need him. Right. And, and, and Jesus was he was anointed. And he was qualified specifically to save us from the sin that so easily entangles us, right? And, and, and then the chains, right? These are chains that you could never break on your own. You don't have the power to do it. You, you weren't qualified to do it. It's something that was specifically Jesus was anointed to do. And because he paid the ultimate price, because he went to the cross, we talked last week about on Easter, because he went to the cross for you, now you are truly free. That's what we've been trying to get you to understand is that you have freedom in your life. And it might be for the first time ever where you know, you, you know it indeed, where you have the knowledge of it and the understanding of what freedom actually is. That's what we've been trying to get you to, right? What do you mean by that? We read it earlier. Romans uh, chapter eight says, therefore, there is now no condemnation. What does that mean? There's no more sentence for the punishment that we deserve, right? For those who are now in Christ Jesus. Verse two says, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin. You've been set free, right? A law of sin and death, right? Because really that's what you deserve. You deserve death for your sins. You deserve death for the stuff that you've been through. But because of Christ, you have actually been set free. And what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, right? The law was supposed to govern us, but it couldn't do it. It, it, our flesh continued to weaken it because we kept trying to do what we wanted to do, right? So what God did is he sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. He was not sin-filled, but he came in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh. He put flesh to death. He put our sin to death in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, 
but live according to the spirit. PK, PK, what does that mean? Right. What it means is that you're free because your debt has been paid through Jesus Christ. And that's what we've been trying to get you to understand. Right. And we believe that because Jesus set you free. Right. That really what you should be doing now is living like you're free, not only speaking freedom or thinking freedom, but actually that you are living freedom. Here's the thing, though. If there's one thing that we should take a time out, pause, right? Here's the thing. If not put in the proper context, right? Living like you're free could actually be dangerous. It could be a dangerous concept, let me say that. Could be a dangerous concept. Why? Why would it be a dangerous concept? It's because as humans, our really our default mode or our default concepts or, or context of freedom for us, it equals gratifying all the desires and the vices of our flesh, our sinful nature, right? We're trying to do everything that we want to do, right? You're doing all the stuff, smacking and flipping and rubbing down that, that you're trying to do on your own, right? And in our minds, it's doing whatever makes me and my body feel good and satisfying all my emotional thirst with reckless abandon. Come on, you know that's true. When we think about freedom, or well, if I'm going to be free, that means I can do whatever I want to, however I want to, with whoever I want to help us, Jesus. Right? We, we have this, this mindset that we can just, that it's supposed to be whatever we desire. Whatever we desire. And that's really, that's flesh. And what does the flesh desire? We talked about it earlier, right? The flesh actually desires more flesh. It desires that sinful nature. Galatians 5 actually gives us some, a, a description of, of really what that looks like. Right? Galatians 5.19 says this. It, it includes sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft. We start desiring that stuff. Hatred, dis, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, right? Where you're thinking just about yourself, dissensions factions and envy where you're envious of other people and there are just division there's just division everywhere drunkenness orgies and the like there it's it's a lifestyle that is that is not associated with God it's a lifestyle that's out of the realm of who God is and Romans 8 5 tells us those who live according to the flesh if if this is how you're thinking or how you're living what what's going on is is that you have your mind set your mind is set on it's fixated on what the flesh desires and some of us have been living just in that realms where our minds are just set it's like we're locked in just on what our flesh desires and there is no thought of well what does god desire is god pleased a lot of times we're not even thinking about that. Is, is God satisfied with what I'm doing right now? Is he satisfied with what I'm doing in secret in the dark, even the stuff that I'm doing in the light because I feel like I should just be able to do it? Is God pleased? Or dare I say, what would Jesus do? Would, would Jesus do what you're doing? 
You know, you know what I mean, right? We, we have our what will Jesus do wristbands, right? It, it's, it's the stuff that we do that you wouldn't want anybody to know about. It's the stuff that you're that that you do in secret and, and, and you don't know exactly what's, you know, you don't you don't want anybody to know. Right. Is Jesus pleased with that stuff? Would Jesus do that stuff? Is God pleased with that stuff? I believe rather I know that we're not supposed to live in the first part of Romans 8, 5. We're actually supposed to be living in the second part of that verse. Let's take a look. Romans 8, 5, the second part says, but those who live in accordance with the spirits. Right. That's supposed to be you have their minds set on. It's fixated on what the spirit desires. So I'm not fixated on what the flesh desires. I'm actually fixated on what the spirit desires. Well, that raises a good question, PK. What does the spirit desire? Simply put, the spirit desires whatever God's will and his purposes. What does the spirit desire? It's whatever God's will and purpose is. Galatians 5, 16 says, so uh, we read it earlier. So I say live, right? Walk by the spirit, right? So let's let's live God's will and purpose. Let's walk in God's will and purpose. And by doing so, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit. So our flesh desires things that are contrary to God's will and purpose. Let me say that again. Our flesh, this part of us that we're always trying to gratify, desires things that are contrary to the to God's will and his purpose. They are in conflict with each other. It's in conflict with one another. Romans 8, 7 says, man, actually, the mind governed by the flesh is actually hostile to God. What does that mean? It's combative to God. It's kind of irritated and frustrated by God. It's how you feel because you've been cooped up in your house for the last month, right? You're irritated and you're frustrated and you want to get out and you want to just do anything, right? You're kind of hostile to the situation that we're in. And really, your flesh, who we are, has it, it can grow hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. You can't wash your hands and put a mask on. But but even in our flesh, we're the same way. Right. We can't even submit to 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 the good policies that people are trying to put together to help all of us stay safe. And it says here, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. That 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 should that should give us pause. That knowing that if I am just trying to gratify my flesh that I'm, I'm, I actually cannot please God doing that. And that's why we're still struggling with that particular sin. And, and, and that's, that's, that's why you're still struggling with that sin that you're glad people don't know about. And it's killing you. Right. And why is that? Because you have not submitted it yet. And it's causing you to be hostile to God. And this is why you need to live according to the spirit of God. This is exactly why. Right. John 16, 13, 15. Jesus is speaking here and he says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak 
only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He'll tell you, hey, this is what Jesus would do. Right. He will glorify me, Jesus says, because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the father is mine, Jesus says. That is why I said the spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. The, the, the spirit's job is to continuously guide us into truth, continually let us know exactly what Jesus would do and what God finds pleasing. That's the spirit's job is to continually guide us and lead us to advocate for us to man to comfort us into God's will and purpose continually. What spirit is Jesus talking about here? It's the Holy Spirit, right? It's the third person of the Godhead. We know it, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He's the one whom Jesus promised his disciples would come before his death and whom Jesus specifically told his disciples to wait for once he was resurrected, right? And, and his role, as I said, was to fulfill the role of guider, to fulfill the role of advocate, to fulfill the role of comforter, right? For our daily lives, for our daily decisions, for everything that we're going through, we need the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that connects with your spirit, your inner person, the, the, the you that's you. And it helps you to relate to God. But it's also available to help lead you in your daily thoughts your daily decisions and your daily actions so that you would do what Jesus would do. And what I just said is probably contrary to how you currently live your life. If you're honest with yourself, if you think about it for a moment, are you living according to the spirit every day in every way? It's certainly contrary to how our society functions. Our society doesn't function according to the spirit of God. We, our government certainly doesn't help us. Jesus doesn't, doesn't function according to the spirit of God. We don't live, naturally live, according to the spirit. And, and it's probably why the apostle Paul, right, talks so much to the Ephesian church about the spirit, right? Writing early to the church, he said this in Ephesians 4, 17. He says, with the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the world does, as the Gentiles do, for they are, watch this, hopelessly confused. We see that so much in this world, and especially in this time, that people are hopelessly confused. The word goes on to say that their minds are full of darkness, they wander far from the life that God gives because they have, so important here, they have closed their minds and they have hardened their hearts against him. What does that mean? It means that they're hostile to God and they're hostile to his spirit. This verse is all of us. I'm, I'm not talking bad about you because look, let me raise both of my hands on this. There are there are ways that we have all hardened our hearts. There are ways that we have all closed our minds to the spirit. All of us. And if you're not a believer, right, you, you've chosen to com be completely closed off from God. 
It's a choice that you made. And, and, and man, I'm encouraging you to man begin to soften your heart and open up your mind. Why? Because we all have areas that we should be working on. Just because you're not saved and I am doesn't make me any better than you. We all got stuff to work on. If there was ever a time for all of us to begin softening our hearts and, and, and opening up our minds to God, it's now. If there was ever a time to allow a move of the Holy Spirit to begin working in your life, I promise you that time is right now. Be real with yourself in this moment. Take a moment here to be real with yourself. If you're not doing what Jesus did well in your life or you would would do well, And you've been living in your own default concept of freedom where you have been gratifying the desires of your flesh, where every decision that you make and and every thought that you think and every action that you take right by yourself is, is one that only gratifies your flesh. And it's not working. You know, it's not working. Then 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 maybe this is the time. This is the time to say I'm open. I'm open to the spirit of God moving and being active in my daily life. Say that with me. I'm open to the spirit of God moving in my life. Romans 8, 6 tells us that the mind governed by the flesh is death. But the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. I don't know about you, but I need life and peace in this season. I need to be whole, holy and healthy in this season. It goes on to say the mind governed by the flesh. We read this earlier. It's hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. And deep down in every single one of us, deep down in all of us, there is an innate hunger for connection with God. We have a desire for relationship with God. We, we, we want to please him. That really is all of us. I mean, even if you don't know God and maybe you're watching this and, and, and you haven't been in church for a while, deep down inside, there's a part of you that wants to know God and, and wants to do this life well, but you don't want to be a hypocrite and you don't want to be judged or criticized. But but that's the reason why Christ came to set you free. That's why there's no now no condemnation for those of us that are in Christ Jesus, because Jesus already paid the price. I, I don't have to worry about being judged according to my flesh because I have crucified my flesh with the Lord. Even Jesus, at the moment of taking on our sin and and, and the failures that 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 we all did and that we are all still doing while he was innocent, he said, you know what? In Luke 22, he says, Father, if, if you're willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but but yours be done. Not my will, but your will be done. Even Jesus in his humanity Even he had an, man, there was an innate hunger to please God. There was to to say, Lord, man, not my will, but Lord, your will and your purpose. Not my way, Lord, but your way. 
Not, not my desires, God, but your desires. What did Jesus do? He said, God, I'm open. I'm open. I'm open to your spirit moving in my life. And that's what we all need to be. We all need to be open to the Holy Spirit moving in our lives. As I said before, I believe it's important in this season for all of us to be open to the move of the Holy Spirit. If, if, if you're watching this and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if, if you are just figuring out or finding out today that you are free, man, let, let, let me let you know that God had it in his intricate plan to provide a way of freedom for you. That, that he wants to give you the deposit of his Holy Spirit and that he allows the Spirit to move on our hearts. If you ever feel like, man, I feel like God's speaking to me, that's the Spirit trying to come in. And what we have to do is begin to open up to say, Lord, I'm willing to allow your Spirit to move in me. If you're watching this and you're saved, you're watching this and you have a relationship with God, but you can recognize, look, there are some areas that I still need to work on. There are some things that I know that I haven't quite figured out yet. And I mean, I recognize that there is some hostility to God in it. Man, I'm encouraging you. I'm encouraging me as well to, to open up. Open up to the Spirit and allow the Spirit to begin moving in your life. And we're going to talk about this over the next few weeks. And man, we're, we're gonna provide resources and scriptures that you can study and see who the Holy Spirit is for yourself and why you need to allow the Spirit to move. And also to help you recognize there may be some places, there may be some things in you that you haven't quite opened up to the Spirit yet. But what I wanna do in this moment is, is for those that are watching and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You don't have a relationship with God, but you're saying now, look, look, I, I want to, I want to start today. I want to, I want to begin to open up myself today. I, I just want to pray for you. I want to pray for you in this moment. And man, let's all, wherever you are on your couches, in your homes, let's, let's all take a moment to bow our heads and let's, let's, let's pray. I pray right now, Lord, that you would help all of us Help all of us to begin to open up. Help, help all of us to begin to, to see your Holy Spirit as exactly what it is, that he comes to guide us, that he comes to, to lead and to encourage us and to comfort us and to advocate for us and to bless us. And it's, it's, he is who Jesus promised to us and told all of us to wait for. Lord, if, if for anybody that's watching and they're not saved, God, I pray that you would help them to understand that you love them and that you care about them and that your son Jesus was sent to the cross on their behalf to take on their sin and their shame and their guilt so that they could begin to walk in freedom. And I pray that as we take just this next moment to pray a prayer of salvation, that you would help them to, to say this prayer, but also help them to know that they are saved when they confess with their mouth and believe in their heart. Let, let's take just one more second. If, if you're watching 
And if you're watching and you're not saved, I want you to close your eyes with me just one more time. And I want you to repeat after me this prayer of salvation. It's, it's the way to begin knowing that you're walking with God. All right? Close your eyes and repeat after me. And, and everybody say, Lord. Right? No, say it louder so everybody in your house can hear. Say, Lord, I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you care about me. I thank you that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for my sin and my shame and my guilt. I repent today of my sin and I choose today to follow you from this day forward. I open up myself to you and I receive Jesus Christ as Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Wherever you are, if you prayed that prayer with us, you are saved. Right below me in the comments, you'll see they'll have a link up that where, man, if you need some additional prayer or, man, we, we would love for you to let us know that you made that decision today to follow Christ. We, we are so grateful that all of you chose to worship with us today. I pray that this message blessed you, that it encouraged you, that it maybe even sparked some interest in who the Holy Spirit is. And you'll see us online. You'll see us man, going live just to talk about this subject more and more because we recognize the importance of what the word tells us is that we're supposed to walk according to the spirit. And we're supposed to live lives that are open to the spirit moving. Man, God bless you. Thank you for watching today. Man, may your day be blessed and may God continue to, to rain and shower his love upon you. Man, be blessed. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this message. If you want to hear more about this series or learn more about our church, check us out at cityheartjackson.com or follow us online at cityheartjxn.